One of the funnier things about Donald Trump is that his followers have somehow deluded themselves into thinking that he is anything other than what he's shown himself to be over the past half century. Nobody tells you who they are and then demonstrates that fact like Donald Trump. And in the hours after his historic indictment for federal crimes, he executed a devious lick that is legitimately hilarious and patently Trump. A guy who claims to be worth billions of dollars, who runs out on a bill that would have amounted to pennies relative to what he claims he's worth, leaving his biggest supporters to pick up the tab. After telling them, yeah, it's on me. It's on me. Don't worry. Get whatever you want. So yeah, after the arrest and arraignment of former President Donald Trump in Miami, Florida this week, a sentence that still feels surreal to say out loud, mm -hmm. he was obviously a bit hungry, yeah. feeling a bit peckish after He's all that boy. time in the courtroom, and he decided to make a stop at uh, his, you know, he would have preferred McDonald's, but yeah. <laughs> he decided to make a stop at a Cuban restaurant in Little Havana that's apparently a popular spot for... Uh, Republican politicians to drum up support from those Cuban voters. Basically, Trump showed up, everyone showered him with love, he exclaimed, food for everyone! <laughs> and then almost immediately left. Yeah. He bounced, and no one stuck around to pay for anything, nor was there enough time for anyone to even order or receive food. So the idea of Trump doing anything at a Cuban food place, aside from shaking a few hands and trying to drum up support, is laughable, though, considering that his diet seems to consist mainly of well done steaks with ketchup, McDonald's, or a taco bowl from Trump Tower. Yeah. I love Hispanics. Yes, uh, it is, uh, and his reasoning behind the, we should bring it up again, that reasoning behind the McDonald's stuff is that he knows his food won't be tampered with because he can secretly order from McDonald's right. and pick it up. Yeah. It's a foolproof and, plan. And, and just, you know, the appeal of McDonald's, uh, the biggest appeal is uh, you, can, you can order a Big Mac in any city in the world and It'll taste exactly the same, the same no matter where you order it. Yeah, though the, the the sauces sometimes taste different outside of the country because they don't use as much sugar. Right. Yes. Yeah. So. So if you get McDonald's in like Europe, for example, due to their damn regulations, <laughs> all of the ingredients are locally sourced, and I would love a lot, to see a lot fewer preservatives and Trump whatnot. Trump having like fries with ketchup in Europe. And, oh, oh, where's the sweetness? Aye. But yeah, that's why I use mayonnaise. That's okay. Sir. Well, on a scale of Trump gaffes, this is obviously pretty low. It's actually just standard Trump. Uh, it's just hilarious that he does shit like this. All right, everyone, food is on me. Bye-bye. Hey, wait, why am I getting a bill? Didn't you hear Trump said he's going to pay for everyone? Yeah, this whole interaction was an opportunity to do the funniest thing possible, though, because the second that Trump said, food for everyone, Someone should have immediately started screaming, <laughs> 55 burgers, 55 fries, 55 tacos, 55 pies, 55 cokes, 155 taters. Sadly, yeah. that didn't happen. Um, although I did see someone did do the, the quote from I Think You Should Leave over the photo of Trump with his full McDonald's spread from when he ordered it yeah, for that yeah. team. It's a good one. And it's about as close as you can get to that actual order in real life. 55 medias noches, 55 sandwiches cubanos, 55 plantains. Uh, I don't know how to say plantain. Plant You'll tell me. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, you can't. You got to switch it up for the menu. Yeah, it's just really funny that uh, for him to do this, just like, and by the way, it's on me, folks. Bye-bye. Cien cinquenta y cinco cortaditos. Mm. Real good drink, that one. Well, 
Of course, that didn't happen. But with that out of the way, let's shift gears and get into the rest of the news from this week, starting with another person who's totally screwed because they mishandled classified documents. Jack Texiera, the gamer, the elite gamer who shared top secret files with his Discord server in order to seem really cool. Achievement unlocked. Mm -hmm. He's also now officially been indicted. And Achievement unlocked. <laughs> uh, here's NBC News with more on that. A federal grand jury on Thursday indicted Defense Department leak suspect Jack Texera on six counts of willful retention and transmission of national defense information. Texera, who was arrested in April, is suspected of leaking classified Pentagon documents on Discord, a social media platform primarily used by online gamers, while serving as a Massachusetts Air National Guardsman. The unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified information jeopardizes our nation's security, acting U.S. Attorney Joshua S. Levy of the District of Massachusetts said in a statement Thursday. Individuals granted access to classified materials have a fundamental duty to safeguard the information for the safety of the United States, our active service members, its citizens, and its allies. According to the indictment, Texera held a top-secret security clearance starting around July 2021 and was trained in the definition, classification levels, and proper handling of classified materials. It also said he improperly retained and transmitted classified national defense information on a social media platform. And much like with the Trump's situation, uh, in Trump's situation, Kid Rock was like, hey, I don't think I should be seeing this. Mm -hmm. In this situation, it's people children. on Discord were like, Hey, bro, this seems, uh, uh... Is this okay? <laughs> but but you think I'm cool, right? Yeah, you're very cool, and we but all you. probably you. shouldn't show us any more of these documents. Okay, but there's a lot more where that came from. Yeah, sit tight. Now, we know that they're not exactly the same, but it will be interesting to see how Texera's case goes while Trump is facing similar charges at the exact same mm -hmm. time. Though, Trump is facing over 30 counts. So you'd assume that if people were treated fairly... Equal justice under equally, the law. <laughs> ...that Trump might be in a bit more trouble. Though there's plenty to be said about how brazen and stupid sharing classified military documents on Discord is. Then again, Trump stored his in a bathroom. Yeah, and showed it to what sounds like just, you know... Anyone. Used car salesmen. Uh, For the same reason. Dentists. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ostensibly for the same reason, to look yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So these the, are actually a lot more similar than... The cases than... are eerily uh, parallel. Like, if this was a historic novel, like, you'd have these parallel sort of uh, plot lines happening. It, you could read that the same way as Trump's access, because it was like, Trump has definitely been briefed on how to handle classified uh, yeah. documents. Uh, he probably wasn't paying too much attention. Oh, before, obviously but, not. Uh, yeah. He was writing down with a big marker how to handle classified documents. They're like, sir, you can't. That's exactly the wrong thing to do. Well, all right. Looks like we're gonna. It's gonna take a little bit longer to get this through your head, Mr. And, President. And he's like, I've been working on big deals my whole life. I know how to handle classified documents. And he immediately starts eating it. Mm-hmm. Because apparently he did do that. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, yeah. Hey, these documents they taste the same all over the world. Anyways, it, it does remind me, though, that before we, you know, before we leave the mishandling classified documents part of the show behind, we should probably at least mention the absolutely bonkers Chiron that Fox News aired the night that Trump was arrested. This was a doozy even for Fox News. Yeah, so on their broadcast Tuesday night, there were two video feeds, one of Biden and one of Trump, and below them was a Chiron that read as follows. Wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. Which is obviously insane, and it takes things to a level that seems unsettling, even for a network as divisive as Fox News. 
Um, their executives apparently agreed with that take because yeah. the Chiron was promptly switched out, but not before screenshots of the coverage went viral on social media. Yeah. Here's The Hill with more on that. Fox News sent out a statement acknowledging a Chiron that ran late Tuesday during former President Trump's post-indictment remarks that called President Biden wannabe dictator. The Chiron was taken down immediately and was addressed, the network said in a statement to The Hill Wednesday afternoon. Fox, unlike competitors CNN and MSNBC, provided live continuous coverage of Trump's remarks, during which he accused Biden of weaponizing the Department of Justice to take out his top political rival. And... This has this this didn't run on any of the uh, media outlets that I saw, but on Tucker's show today, he mentioned that the producer behind it was immediately fired and had been like had been there for ten years or something like that. But you know maybe he's getting insider information uh, because hmm. that wasn't run anywhere else. That was a maybe, Tucker exclusive. Yeah, maybe there's a mole inside the halls of Fox News. Yeah. So uh, there you go. But let's talk about the government actually doing something beneficial sort of for once and even though it's not exactly what everyone had in mind it's at least a a very small baby step in the right direction ticketmaster will no longer hide all of the fees and they will show you up front just how much it's actually going to cost you to see your favorite artist live hey it's it's something it's not exactly what we asked for at all kind of the bare minimum um i some would argue it's, yeah, it's less than that. It's it, it's actually nothing. Uh, yeah, I mean, this should be a standard rule for all transactions. Yeah. Um, booking flights, that's a real fun one. I was looking at flights to Vegas recently. It was like Spirit Air. Wow, so cheap. You, know, you want to check, you want to carry on one bag? That's $150 oh, extra. Oh, you want a printed border pa- boarding yeah, pass? Uh, and yeah, Airbnb is notorious for this shit. They actually changed know. months ago uh, uh, okay. in anticipation of this uh, because of the same reasons. Like yeah. you go to Airbnb and it's like, oh, $200 a night for a cabin? Somehow this is $700 a night yeah, after the fees. Uh, cleaning fee. Also, you still have to clean even after you add that cleaning fee. Yeah. And then the, you know, uh, luxury tax and... Uh, Convenience fee. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Now it's three times more than what you said it was going to be. But awesome. For whatever reason, throughout the day, and if you, like the Google cached versions of some of these news articles, they've been changed on the actual website because for... A large portion of the day, this was being touted as Live Nation and Ticketmaster eliminating junk fees, which is absolutely not the no, case. They're, they're still there. You yes. Just, now you know about them. <laughs> All of these dumb fees still exist, and they are still going to milk you for every last penny that they can. They're just going to be a little more upfront about the whole thing. Real friends stab you in the front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's CNBC with more on this. Several large companies, including Ticketmaster parent Live Nation, are vowing to end surprise junk fees following a pressure campaign from the Biden administration. Junk fees are extra costs tacked on at the end of purchases, often for concert tickets, resorts, and rentals. President Joe Biden has made ending the practice a priority and invited representatives from Live Nation, Airbnb, SeatGeek, and others to meet with him on Thursday. Both Live Nation and SeatGeek agreed in advance of the meeting to commit to show all fees up front for ticket purchases, the White House said. Airbnb in December began including all fees in the final price after calls from the White House to do so. So yeah, like we said, they're not actually doing anything substantial at all. They're just telling you the full price up front instead of doing a big shocking reveal when you're already 
committed to the purchase. Mm -hmm. There is zero effect on the actual pricing, but yeah, sure, it's nice to know how fucked you are before you make it to that final purchase screen where typically you would then be shocked to find out that your once reasonably priced tickets are now way more expensive yeah. than you thought they were going to be. Now they're just outrageously expensive from the jump, which yeah. it'll save you a lot of time. Sure. I guess. Uh-huh. But yeah, the coverage continues. And also, specifically in this article and, and others, uh, they really dance around the fact that nothing is fundamentally changing cost-wise. It's honestly baffling that they're trying somewhat successfully. If you watch like the news today, it was... I thought that this was a bigger deal than it was. Because, like, mm -hmm. on CNN earlier, it's like, yeah, they're doing away with junk fees. Oh, cool. But, yeah, see if you can spot the bullshit on your own. Today's voluntary actions demonstrate that companies, both big and small, recognize the importance of providing consumers with honest, upfront, all-in pricing, rather than tricking them with surprise fees at the end of checkout, the White House said in a statement. It is also just a first step towards addressing junk fees in the economy. This is a win for consumers, in my view, and proof that our crackdown on junk fees had real momentum, Biden said Thursday following the meeting, adding that there is more to do. President Biden has been working to lower costs for hardworking families by bringing down inflation, capping insulin prices for seniors, and eliminating hidden junk fees. National Economic Council Director Lyle Bernard said in a statement, More companies are heeding the president's call so that Americans know what they're paying for up front and can save money as a result. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's technically correct. You can always save money by not buying something because it's too expensive. This is the Biden administration's La Sombrita. We did it. <laughs> yeah, it's... Local uh, talk. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know anything. Oh, great. You didn't do anything. Uh, you don't... Yeah, why are you... you yeah. How yeah, does... They didn't even pass people... a fucking law. Like, this yeah. is just pressure. Yeah, and the companies, before the meeting even happened, they're like, yeah, we'll just... We'll tell people what the cost is up front. This is uh, this is typical Democrats being bad at uh, negotiating because so clearly all of these companies were only doing this because they hadn't been told not to. Yes. And very they they rolled right over as soon as you put pressure on them for that. So imagine how much more you could get done by actually putting pressure on them. Yes. And legislating. The it's... fact that they gave this to you, no problem demonstrates and that. that's why because it's literally nothing <laughs> yeah it's it's like it's just fake it's like look what we did and it's like you didn't do anything no. the prices are still exactly the same it's just that the fees are bundled up in the price so yes technically people can save money this way because they will choose not to buy tickets and see a band that they like no mission accomplished yeah so really what have you done Thanks, though, I, I guess. Now... Thank you, Mr. President. Yeah. You really did it this time, Joe. Thumbs up. But speaking of the music industry and massive amounts of money, Twitter.com is now, shockingly, oh my God, they're being sued for a quarter of a billion dollars by the National Music Publishers Association for what it describes as massive copyright infringement. What? Copyright infringement on my Twitter? You don't say. It's more realistic than you think. Uh, so yeah, it was honestly only a matter of time before a lawsuit like this was filed targeting Twitter 2.0, considering that it has become a massive liability for rights holders, especially after Musk took over. Uh, not that it wasn't a huge problem before he took over, but he definitely inherited a problem and did nothing to fix it as usual. In fact, fired probably entire teams dedicated to fixing it. Yeah. There's been entire movies, HD theatrical movies on Twitter for days at a time. Yep. 
getting millions of views before anyone even notices that they're there. We keep getting a response from Twitter that's just a poop emoji. Yeah. Does that mean anything? Still, though, this could just be the first in a long line of legal trouble for this platform. And there, there might be lawsuits filed that we don't even know about yet. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting. But either way, here's The Verge with more on this case in particular. The National Music Publishers Association, NMPA, is suing Twitter on behalf of 17 music publishers representing the biggest artists in the business. The lawsuit, filed in federal court in Tennessee, claims the company fuels its business with countless infringing copies of musical compositions, violating publishers and others' exclusive rights under copyright law. It also has a list of 1,700 or so songs that publishers say have been included in multiple copyright notices to Twitter without the company doing anything about it, asking the court to fine Twitter up to $150,000 for each violation. The issue predates Musk's $44 billion purchase of Twitter last year. The New York Times cites unnamed employees saying Twitter had cut a music licensing deal because of how much it would cost, which it said could amount to over $100 million per year. The Times also reported in March that licensing deals between three major labels and Twitter stalled after Musk's takeover last fall. So I'm I what is like the context that these songs are even That's are, what's is it weird. just people putting them in the background of clips? That's what's weird like, about this in particular and why I would have assumed that it would have been the movie studios first because Yeah, like I don't see a lot of like, not even in, like, I mean, maybe in just, like, TikTok videos that people post on Twitter, that's, like, kind of the only context I, you know, yeah. you, hear, you hear music that isn't properly licensed or whatever. I have rarely, if ever, seen someone be like, hey, here's a new track, and it's, like, just an entire yeah, it would be like upload a of a song to or, like, YouTube a YouTube video or something. Or something. Yeah. So, so this is strange, but... Huh. Eh. Anyway, the lawsuit even brings up Musk's own tweets that appear to mock copyright protections. The filing reads as follows. Twitter's most senior executive, that's Musk, has previously described the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, DMCA, a statute that, among other things, provides for notice and takedown of infringing copyrighted material as a plague on humanity. <laughs> I mean, he's not all wrong. It's yes. just a very stupid position to take as the... If you are sort of in a position to be, that you're going to be legally liable for copyright. Yeah, there are violations. a lot of ways that that DMCA and specifically the movie studios and uh, music publishers abuse the hell out it's of it. It's all very antiquated, yeah. but um, you are the CEO of Twitter. Sir. Yeah, it would be one, one thing for you. <laughs> or you're... not the CEO, he's the owner of Twitter. Yeah, this is Linda's problem now. Yeah. Uh, but yes, to actively like you know, attack or prod. Yeah. I would simply refrain from, um, you know, mentioning it, taunting yes. large industry groups uh, that want to sue me. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the alleged infringement that Twitter has been notified about is due to music videos, videos of live music performances, or other videos synchronized to copyrighted music. And it accuses Twitter of using those videos to enhance its value by increasing the amount of time people spend on its site. Okay, I, yeah. yeah, so a couple of things. I mean, posting entire music videos unedited with zero added commentary or anything. Yeah, that's it's bad. That's textbook copyright yeah. infringement. But it's still, it's just like... I don't see it no happening one, very it, No often. one is coming to Twitter to seek that out because, like, how would how would you even do that? Like, if you wanted to watch a music video, you would go to YouTube. Yes. You're not going easiest, on Twitter and yeah. typing, like, it into the search bar because you're going to see... A hundred tweets that have nothing to do with what you're yeah, looking for, this and it's going to be lower quality. Maybe made sense ten years ago, but it's so easy to 
access free and licensed music anywhere else that it would be cumbersome to attempt to seek it out on Twitter. So, I mean, honestly, the music industry is so fucking backwards and antiquated that this could just be them suing Twitter over their own artists, posting their own clips and just, you know... Yeah, you're going to see a bunch uh, of actual, like, official band accounts being banned because... This this happens on, like, YouTube all the time. Yeah. Bands will get... They'll post their own music and get it copyright struck. Yep. (laughs) It's so dumb. Uh, Having said that, uh, there are a few things here, more than a few, as we've been saying, that we just don't agree with. Uploading footage that you yourself filmed at a concert... Or something like that. That is way over the top. Yeah, that's outrageous. That's ridiculous. And also, people should be able to do commentary or reviews using snippets of music. Because any person with a brain would assume that that is good marketing for music that people might not have heard otherwise. In a lot of cases. Like, there is, I'm sure, an incalculable number of uh, people that Anthony Fantano has turned on to music that they wouldn't have otherwise heard. I mean, you look at TikTok, and I'm not saying this is a good thing. In fact, it's mostly bad, but TikTok has completely changed, like, the strategies of uh, a lot of the music industry. They want artists to write songs that are going to get used They're like, on need, TikTok. We need 10 seconds of, like, the catchiest hook yeah, ever. Yeah, and a lot of it's it's very annoying shit that children like. Um, yeah. Not for me. But, uh, but, yeah, like, clearly they see the value in doing it that way. Yeah. But God forbid you uh, don't properly license it. Now you're you're getting sued. Not that like posting concert footage, especially amateur concert footage, it's like one thing if you're setting up a camera and using the board feed or something. Yeah, you're going to the Grateful Dead concert and uh, although they say that's okay. But yeah, (laughs) not that either of those things, using clips or technically legal, I guess, but it's outrageous and short-sighted to go after people for enthusiastically promoting bands that they like or posting footage from a concert unless the artist, I don't know, specifically asked people not to film at the concert, which is rare. I mean, it happens, but it's... On the other hand, it looks like Twitter, specifically under Musk, probably because they're understaffed, just straight up ignored takedown requests that were filed entirely, which does put them in legal jeopardy. He's just like me. He sees an email he doesn't want to deal with, and he just snoozes that. Yes. I'll deal with that later. Mark all (laughs) unread as read. Done. Clear notifications. My phone's all clogged Uh up. From the article, the NMPA claims that Twitter has failed to remove infringing content once notified and has continued to assist known repeat infringers with their infringement without risk of them losing their accounts. They add that Twitter has not responded to requests for comment on the lawsuit, and since it was filed, Musk has been tweeting about Tucker Carlson and crime in San Francisco. So obviously a lot more important things on his plate. Yeah, yeah. This is Linda's problem. Yaccarino! Linda, deal with this, please. Yes, sir. I, give, I believe in Twitter. I give her five months. You th- I, yeah, I say by the end of the year she's gone. Yeah, she doesn't make it to 2024. Nope. Uh, in business. Yeah, she'll be alive. Yes. She'll probably, depending on how things go, he'll fire her but like do it wrong and then owe her a bunch of money yeah. and she'll be way better off financially. She'll get a wonderful afterwards. golden parachute. Yeah. It'll be great. Uh, but yeah, in other baffling entertainment news, of all the times for Netflix to needlessly waste money, They've chosen right now, amidst a writer's strike, a potential, likely, actor's strike, and after multiple rounds of layoffs, to open up a restaurant for some reason. A Netflix restaurant. You've seen the shows, now eat the food. Yeah. 
Netflix. Oh, I've this red logo is getting me hungry, baby. That's what we're good That's at. It's a very strange decision they're Opening making. Opening restaurant. This is a restaurant which is already getting dunked on before it's even opened its doors with jokes like, Netflix will cancel your dinner after the second course. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, this isn't some nationwide takeover of permanent restaurants. It's just a new spot here in Los Angeles that's going to be around for an indefinite length of time. Um, the restaurant, Netflix Bites... That's we'll, a little on the nose. We'll feature a special tasting menu curated by chefs featured in some of its most popular culinary shows, as well as custom cocktails by mixologists featured on the show Drink Masters. Although the menu has yet to be revealed, the streaming service said chefs Curtis Stone from Iron Chef Quest for an Iron Legend, Dominique Crenn of Chef's Table and Iron Chef, and Jacques Torres of Nailed It, are among those who will curate the menu. According to the restaurant's website, it will be open daily from 5 to 10 p.m. on weekdays and 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on weekends. Reservations are being accepted. It's weird that it's not open for dinner on weekends, you know, when people go out for things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the only way they can salvage this bad press is by demanding that if someone at the table orders nachos, they have to share them and not hoard all the media scoops. The manager has to come over every time someone orders the nachos and tell uh, the woman at the table that, hey, you can't just eat all these nachos by yourself. You have to share you them with your, to share with your them. guests. We, we support sharing nachos did here my, at Netflix. Did my date ask you to come over here and say that? <laughs> what? We squeezed two, two or three, I think you should leave quotes yeah. into this. Yeah. And uh, you know what else they should serve? Hmm. Sloppy steaks. Sloppy steaks. <laughs> hey, hey, no more sloppy steaks. Yeah. All right, well, we'll just get some steaks and a couple cups of well, water. They, you can't put sloppy steaks on the menu. You put steak on the menu. And then, and then water. Steak and a glass of water. And then you make the sloppy steak. And then the, 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 the waiter at the Netflix restaurant comes out and you're like, no, no, not again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can't have a table full of dudes because you then, know those steaks are about to get sloppy. And then at the Netflix restaurant, there's obviously the family meal, which is 55 burgers, 55 <laughs> fries, 55 shakes, 155 coffee. Which is a deal at $680. It is. Yeah, pretty good deal. But yeah, if you're feeling like you're already in an entertainment drought this summer, good news. New tedious live stream just dropped. Over the weekend, uh, the past weekend, the city of Philadelphia was treated to a first-hand example of our country's deteriorating infrastructure when a semi-truck crashed and caught fire while driving on a major freeway overpass, causing an entire portion of the freeway to completely collapse and cutting off a vital part of the city and the state's transportation. Uh, and this was an overpass that was built like two years ago or something. Yikes. Whoops! Yeah, well, the repair will take months to finish, so that entire area and anyone who needs to commute anywhere using I-95 is completely screwed for the foreseeable future. What a nightmare. It must really suck to be Pete Buttigieg. What a, <laughs> Sir? <laughs> what a terrible time to be transportation secretary. Yeah, the George W. Bush Sarasota picture, but it's just Pete Buttigieg. Sir. God damn it. I just <laughs> wanted to read the storybook. Another, another accident has happened and destroyed our infrastructure this is also this is hilarious because it's like oh it's going to take months like i mean obviously a lot of this has to do with how things work in this country compared to elsewhere but like japan will have like just like an entire freeway collapse and it's like all right on monday it's like back yeah there's this <laughs> there's like a time lapse from europe or asia or something where it, it shows 
like 72 hours of a freeway yeah. overpass being built completely, like dismantled and then rebuilt. I mean, yeah, beginning of COVID, like China built like a hundred hospitals in like a weekend. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, one overpass. Sorry, buddy. It's going to be going to take a while. Gonna take a while. Fix the roads, Pete. And that is, of course, after you fix all the train tracks, all the price gouging, irresponsible and unreliable airlines and many other things, many other things. Uh, and apparently uh, things aren't looking too good off of America's coasts recently either. Uh, maybe the boat's going to run into a little bit of trouble. Well, you know what? Seems like they're organizing. Does the Secretary of Transportation, does that include boats? I hope so. I hope Pete Buttigieg ha has to fight the orcas. And we'll get into that more on Weekly Weird News. Yeah, but uh, anyway, Orca News continues. Yeah. Uh, when God destroys a freeway, he opens a window. And now <laughs> we have a 24-hour constant live stream to watch while they repair the fallen piece of highway. Here's Insider with more. Footage of the I-95 highway getting rebuilt is being live streamed on Twitter, and Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro is very excited about it. The live stream is here, Pennsylvania, he tweeted Thursday. To chart our progress and give everyone a sense of timing, we're launching our 24-7 live stream where you can watch I-95 get rebuilt. Government is working for the good people of Pennsylvania. On Thursday afternoon, the live stream had 430 viewers. After this story was published, the governor's office said that between 1,500 to over 2,200 people tuned in for the majority of the day. So yeah, it looks like, uh, folks, we got another April the Giraffe yeah. on our hands and it's programming that will exist for at least at the very least a few months yeah um we all love it we love watching paint dry in this country <laughs> we don't do. we folks so uh yeah, that that live stream of people uh there stopping might be, for a stop sign hey, was pretty there good. might even be a red truck in could there be somewhere. yeah a red construction truck yeah uh i mean they, they should just monetize it toys r us brings you the highway i-95 freeway collapse you know we'd probably get a lot more done in this country if like uh our highway uh, construction crews got uh you know a cut of twitch revenue yeah that's right although it is twitch revenue in general is decreasing so well they're not going to be happy about hmm. that but yeah, they they should just do live streams of repairing all of our failing infrastructure because, I mean, there is a never-ending supply of content there. It is evergreen. <laughs> it is wild that this this guy was like, good news, everyone. The live stream is going yeah. and, and you can watch it now. The freeway is still fucked. You can't use it. You're going to have to go around, I guess. But you can watch how fucked the freeway yeah. is. Pretty cool, huh? No, you never have to guess at how things are going along because you can go to twitch.tv and uh, see just how slowly the work is happening. Yeah, exciting stuff. But finally today, some good news, sort of. Folks, it looks like scientists may have found the cure for racism. Hell yeah, yeah. that's good. It's, it's Molly. Oh. AKA ecstasy. I mean, hell yeah, that's good. Yeah. So look, obviously we desperately need to legalize uh, these planet-saving drugs. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, do something about that fentanyl thing. Yeah, get that out of it. Get the fentanyl out of the MDMA, please. Yeah, we have a ch we have a real chance here to solve racism worldwide. We yeah, take it. One simple trick. Yeah. <laughs> Peace, love, unity, respect. Oh my God, I love people of all races. Yes, exactly. Uh, here's BBC with more on how MDMA, hey, might be able to cure racism. Fingers crossed. Brendan was once a leader in the U.S. white nationalist movement, but when he took the drug MDMA in a scientific study it would radically change his extremist beliefs to the surprise of everyone involved. 
In February 2020, Harriet DeWitt, a professor of psychiatry and behavioral science at the University of Chicago, was running an experiment on whether the drug MDMA increased the pleasantness of social touch in healthy volunteers. The day was proceeding like any other Tuesday when Mike Bremer, DeWitt's research assistant, appeared at her office door with a concerned look on his face. The latest participant in the double-blind trial, a man named Brendan, had filled out a standard questionnaire at the end. Strangely, at the very bottom of the form, Brendan had written in bold letters, This experience has helped me sort out a debilitating personal issue. Google my name. I now know what I need to do. Uh, all right, that's a little too open-ended of a statement at the end there. Uh, and the researchers thought the same. They were like, what does he mean by this? Google my name. And, Pull that shit up, Jamie. What, and, Google that name. <laughs> and also, I now know what I need to do. Yeah, uh, it's ominous. So the reporting continues. Seeing this cryptic message, both Bremer and DeWitt were worried. We really have to look into this, DeWitt said. They googled Brendan's name, and up popped a disturbing revelation. Until just a couple of months before, Brendan had been the leader of the U.S. Midwest faction of Identity Europa, a notorious white nationalist group rebranded in 2019 as the American Identity Movement. Two months earlier, activists at Chicago Anti-Fascist Action had exposed Brendan's identity, and he had lost his job. DeWitt was now very worried. She'd just given a drug to a disgraced white supremacist, she realized, and had apparently inspired him to do who knows what out in the world. Go ask him what he means by I now know what I need to do. <laughs> she instructed Bremer. You do it, not me. <laughs> You're the assistant. This is uh, what the assistant's for. You have to go uh, talk to this person uh, about what they intend to do. Uh, <laughs> if it's a matter of him picking up an automatic rifle or something, we have to intervene. You. Not <laughs> a murderous spree turned out to be the opposite of what Brendan had in mind. As he clarified to Bremer, love is what he had just realized he had to do. Quote, love is the most important thing, he told the baffled research assistant. Nothing matters without love. When DeWitt recounted this story to me nearly two years after the fact, she could still hardly believe it. Isn't that amazing, she said? It's what everyone says about this damn drug, that it makes people feel love. To think that a drug could change somebody's beliefs and thoughts without any expectations, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah. We need to do MK Ultra, but woke. We need to <laughs> capture a bunch of fucking racists and Nazis and uh, dose them against their will and without their knowledge with large quantities of MDMA just to see what happens. Well, after the fucking and sucking, then they right. realize that they don't hate anyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I. You know what? So just a thought. So Brendan joined Identity Europa to connect with others who shared his views. He attended the, notor the notorious Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville and quickly rose up the ranks of his organization, first becoming the coordinator for Illinois and then the entire Midwest. He traveled to Europe and around the U.S. to meet other white nationalist groups with the ultimate goal of taking the movement mainstream. Brendan likely would have continued in this vein were it not for his identity becoming public. A group of anti-fascist activists published identifying information about him and more than 100 other people in Identity Europa. He was immediately fired from his job and ostracized by his siblings and friends outside white nationalism. About 30 minutes after taking the pill, he started to feel peculiar. Wait a second. Why am I doing this? Why am I thinking this way? He began to wonder. Why did I ever think it was okay to jeopardize relationships with just about everyone in my life? It suddenly seemed so obvious. Connections with other people were all that mattered. This is stuff you can't really put into words, but it was so profound, Brendan said. 
I conceived of my relationships with other people not as distinct boundaries with distinct entities, but more as we are all one. I realized I'd been fixated on stuff that doesn't really matter and is just so messed up and that I'd been totally missing the point. I hadn't been soaking up the joy that life has to offer. So, I mean, holy shit, right? It sounds so obvious that if most of these people could experience love in a vulnerable way, that they wouldn't be so fucking angry all the time. Even if that vulnerability and enhanced emotional state comes by way of a pill in a controlled setting. Everyone, you know, all he needed was peace, love, understanding and respect yeah there you go and they then little do the little hand thing where you have to yeah. switch switch the uh, love beads around give this man some candy yeah <laughs> with a k and, and obviously we're not saying that this is an actual cure for actual racism i mean but it's definitely an incredible result and should be studied even more with this in particular in mind I, I would imagine that, yeah, I mean, there's definitely bad people with bad intentions that are kind of, that's just how they are. But uh, these movements, they are built by attracting disaffected people who feel a certain way about the world. And that could very easily be a temporary thing, a, yes. a matter of circumstance. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they should give a lot more Nazis molly just to see what happens just to see what happens yeah you know we any good study needs to be replicated in order for its results to be valid so let's start dosing some more nazis yeah i feel like this is a good experiment hmm anyways having said all that there is a huge difference between mdma that is given to patients in a lab and stuff that you acquire on the street which you have to be extremely careful about and test and in a lot of cases avoid because it can be pressed or mixed with anything yeah that's I our mean, old man speech for the day on the, the day. on the bad side fentanyl but even on like the good side it's like it could just be meth that yeah. they're calling mdma mm -hmm. so yeah none of this is perfect and everyone should be very careful about what they do personally and also with the results of the study, because it's not a surefire thing. Though I think that it might uh, voluntarily uh, be good for more research. Yeah, I mean, demands further inquiry. Yeah, that's for sure. If it works, and that's it just works. one drug. MDMA. Imagine, like, I mean, we are living in a pretty cool time when, like, like, ke like ketamine's a big yeah. Uh, research K thing is now. like uh, people are like, oh, if you do just like a little bit of ketamine, it's actually like it'll. <laughs> cure depression if you do it in the, like a clinical setting uh and and don't send the person down the k-hole and like psilocybin's the same way or just like yeah. oh like if you take a little bit of mushrooms like it's actually uh pretty beneficial pretty great and like you don't freak out and uh that's we should look into this it's kind of fucked up that for the last hundred years we've been treating this like uh you know a serious problem that needs to be criminalized i think at the very least all of those in particular, allow you to take a step outside of yourself and realize that, like, a lot of this stuff, especially if you're just a kind of a piece of shit, has yeah. no effect on you. Like, you're angry for for no reason in a lot, a lot of times. Yeah. And there's a lot more to love about life than to hate about it. Let's bring back MK Ultra, but woke. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's it for today's video. We will be back to give you an update on those orcas. And more weird news because things are happening. A, did you see that a bear took a meeting with the orcas? Uh, no, but bear, that's very interesting. This this a land... bear came out of the ocean and ran onto the beach. Oh, yes. So the land sea alliance is uh, yeah. oh baby, shit. Big things are happening. 
We're done. We're so done. <laughs> we are toast. Uh, anyways, make sure you like the video. Click the like button because even mentioning drugs is going to put us way down yeah, in the rankings. Yeah. So make sure you like the video, share the video, leave a comment, talk about uh, whatever you want down in the comments below. And of course, watch our most recent episodes. We got a whole big long episode from Tech News Day that's actually about tech. It's a big Reddit. Uh, yeah, is big thing about Reddit. Not doing good. Twitter's not doing good. AI, not doing good. So. Some good and some bad in there. Yeah, sure. And then, uh, of course, British people fainting at the slightest gust of hot wind. <laughs> Watch both of those. Hit the like button. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.